Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. It's another weekend, we got another Far Out conversation for you. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm one of your other hosts, Joseph. And let the people know where we're at today, Joseph. We are live in Utah, Skinwalker Ranch. A little bit of overcast, a little gloomy here. But kind I think of sets, we're going to be okay. I think it sets the mood for us here, this yeah. little, this gloominess that we have. It's, this, we, this is not a green screen behind us, no, okay? Not at we're all. Le- legitimately... We hung that sign. Yes. We <laughs> took down their other thing that they were hanging there, and we hung yeah. our sign there because they knew. We got. Um, we paid them with all of our money that we have. Yeah, we got heaters blowing at us from both yeah. directions so we can be on our T-shirts. Yeah, it's it's kind of. So it's not. Uh, it's chilly out here, but you know what? Hey, jacket. we're doing it. We're, uh, we wanted to be on location for you guys. Yes, yes. This is definitely the background of Skinwalker Do Ranch. Do not Google the entrance to Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch because you're looking at it. Yeah, there's okay? a, if don't you worry go- about it. If you Google it, you're going to find this picture because we're going to put it in there and everybody's going to do that. Uh, but if this is your first time watching, if you haven't seen Far Out Dudes before, we are a podcast about um, far out things. <laughs> We're a podcast and we talk about far out subjects and far out situations. Yes. So if you Stay like simple. this, po- if you like this podcast, like, share, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your neighbors, um, and have them like, share, subscribe as well. Yeah. So the whole point of us being here on location is to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Which is in the Utah Basin in Utah, Northwest Utah to be specific. Okay. Um, and. What I'm going to be talking about has to do with the owners, uh, Tom Sherman, who owned it in the 90s, like the mid-90s. He was a cattle farmer. Tom Sherman. But before we get into that, I want to give you a little bit of story behind Skinwalker Ranch. Is the story behind Skinwalker Ranch important? It's very important. It's the reason why these things happen. It's always important to hear the background stories, I guess. So, cue the, the drop down... There are two major tribes, uh, the Ute and the Navajo, who lived a love-hate relationship like all um, tribes did. Uh, They were sometimes allying with each other, allying with each other, and sometimes raiding and taking each other's tribes as slaves. Uh, However, the relationship between the two completely dissolved during the Civil War when the Ute betrayed the Navajo by allying with Kit Carson, a U.S. Army soldier was in charge of leading the campaign to push the Navajo completely off their land. And with help from the Ute and the other neighbor uh, neighboring tribes, it was a success, and the Navajo surrendered and were forced to march to a reservation at Fort Summer. The Ute eventually moved onto the reservation in the Utah Basin. Okay, so I guess to summarize that particular uh, segment, mm-hmm. what you're saying is that one Native American tribe... Mm-hmm. Joined with the white man, yes, to kick out another Native American tribe. There, I guess at the time weren't allies, so they were like, "Yeah, let's get them off this." And that's we'll weird. Move in. I because if if I know history, I, I thought it was just the white man that came and wo- moved all the Native Americans out. No, they weren't all just peace loving with each other and stayed at each other's boundary lines and, and territories. Oh, but they attacked each other. Believe it or not, they did. Oh wow! Took each other's tribes as slaves. Also. I thought that I, I thought they all respected each other's borders and and, and everything. Just lived hunky dory. Nope. But the Ute have been at, ever since then. I should say, ever since then, the Ute have been convinced that the betrayal that they uh, did on the Navajo 
got the land cursed Ooh. by said Navajo. And they've been hunted by what they call skinwalkers, <laughs> which are malevolent, shape-shifting witches of Navajo lore, oh. who in the Utah Basin take form of giant wolves and other creatures that they have skin or hide of. And uh, the Ute believe that Skinwalker Ranch is in the path of one of those monsters. Ooh. And so they all avoid going onto that uh, that ranch or that territory to begin with. Oh, wow. So, so basically what ended up happening after the Navajo were basically kind of kicked out and everything, they kind of cursed the land with their... They believe that they cursed the land with because the they got betrayed. Skinwalkers, which are shape-shifting uh, Navajo or just anybody? Witches. They're just bad witches. Just bad witches. Evil. Ooh. Evil witches get stitches. Oh, snap. <laughs> but what's really interesting is that uh, the history there, there are ancient rock arts that tribes have put there that okay. depict strange animal and human hybrid creatures. Ooh. And these were put there well before the, uh, the Civil War incident. Okay. And one of the, like, first... I guess UFO sightings or weird, strange sightings there that dates all the way back to 1776 by a European settler, uh, a missionary named uh, Sylvester Velez de Escalante. Oh. And I only understood Escalante, so his last name's like Ladder or something. Well, you you know what happened in <laughs> 1776, right? Uh, We'll get to that. But he described seeing fiery lights in the sky above his campfire. Well, moving forward in time, okay. in the 1950s, UFO sightings started to pop up everywhere, you know, all across the country, started getting big. And then, um, especially in the Uintah Basin, there were reports of glowing orbs darting across the sky, coming up from bodies of water around the area. Ranchers around there would start noticing, like, cattle going missing and obviously were never seen again. And some were later found mutilated. Ooh. With surgical precision, not so much being torn up or chewed up by. Uh, yeah. And what we're gonna get, what I'm gonna get into real quick, is the first incident of Mr. Tom. You know, I said he was a cattle farmer and whatnot, been doing uh-huh. it all of his life. So, uh, cue that spooky music, please. He has his first round of cattle brought in, which include obviously like some calf, and he puts into a big. They put him into those big metal corrals. And as he's unloading boxes from his truck, something catches his eye in the distance. Uh, hundreds of yards away, he sees this large animal on all fours coming toward him and his family, Ooh. his wife and two kids. He thinks it's a wolf because as it keeps coming closer, he can see it clearer and it gets bigger. Oh, I can. I, it almost makes me feel like in the distance over there. I can yeah, see. right. If you're a look back there, yeah, you see about a uh, two hundred yards or so. Yeah, you see this big thing crawling up. Yeah, I can see it. It's a little frightening. So he thinks it's a wolf because it keeps coming closer. He can see it clearer and it gets bigger, and as it gets closer to him, even even more so, Ooh. he sees its gray pelt is wet from going through the wet grass, and it keeps coming towards him like S curves. So it stops about 50 yards from them, and it just stands there, which is very unusual for a, a wolf. A, a giant one at that, and just doing some kind of weird maneuvers of the S. Yeah, well, like it's hunting or coming up on something. Yeah. But this thing is three times the size of a normal wolf. Oh, wow. That's a, Well, that, that are out there. Almost you know? like the size of, if not bigger than a bear. 
Possibly. Ooh, that's big. Or a, a tiger. Ooh. A tiger, like Ooh. the size of a tiger. Ooh. Um, but this but, thing's huge. But a wolf. And it's coming to close, and it just kind of just stands there. And like I say, it was tame, which is very unusual for a huge, gigantic wolf. Yeah, you would think a that wild would, animal, I especially say. if it's like looks like it's hunting its prey. You would think like, oh, I see my prey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go after it. Especially the cattle and the calves. Yeah. So a few feet to the right of Tom, where they were standing, is his prized calf he brought, and all the other uh, animals, the cattle, mm-hmm. they put into the crowd. Obviously, he was confer- concerned for them. And all the animals in the crowd could smell. And they all moved back to like the far corner to get away from it. Mm. Except one curious calf. It's always got to be. Always, the way I like to to describe this calf is you, you've seen the show The Walking Dead, right? I've seen The Walking Dead, yes. I describe this calf as Carl. Uh, <laughs> but the reason I describe him as Carl <laughs> It's because it's such a dumb thing to do. And every, every time I watch The Walking Dead, especially in the earlier seasons, it's like, why hasn't Carl died yet? I wish Carl would die. It, it was kind of a, a kind of a strange thing that he lasted so long, huh? Because he yeah. was like one of those children that would just be like so curious and like... That should have died. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. So once it got about 10 feet from them, everyone could smell like the wet fur. And it trotted right up to Ed Gorman. Tom's dad. Oh, snap. And like Tom, he was over six feet tall. Mm-hmm. And the wolf came up just short of his chest, so like down here. Well, on his fours. No. Ed was standing on his two legs like no, normal I, humans. No, I know. I'm talking about the wolf. The wolf <laughs> yes, was on the his fours. was on fours, And yes. he was like up to his up chest. Up to his chest. So I would say the thing's standing about four feet tall on its fours, the wolf. Yeah, at least. Wow. When usual, wolves are like to the waist maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So... As it came up to him, you could see, like, it's muscular, the fur and everything, and he described piercing blue eyes. Ooh. And he just fell for this wolf. No, I'm joking. Yeah. So what yep. they think is it may be someone's pet for some reason. They thought a giant wolf was someone's pet. Three times the size of a normal wolf. They thought it was someone's pet. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of cartel people buy, like, uh, they brought hippos from Africa. Yeah, you know? but gigantic wolves. Mm. I mean, you never know. I mean, people buy, like, the strangest things. So. <laughs> yeah. I want to put it past them. <laughs> you but know what? I want a giant wolf. Ed, being the typical white guy that he is, starts to pet the huge wolf. Okay. And then, I'm not joking, he calls for his family, including Tom's kids, Tad and Kate, to come pet it. Which, wait. again, like typical white people, they all start petting it. So, wait. They were at first terrified of this thing. A and then he calls his wolf. children to come pet it. The grandpa does that. The grandpa. Yes. It's like, oh, hey, it's a giant wolf. Let's almost, pet it. almost as though, like, the grandpa knew, like, it was somebody and not something. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Almost like he That'd knew it was, like, a, like the grandpa, like, knew of the fol- folklore. Yeah. And was like, this is, obviously, this is not a normal wolf. This is This someone. is a shape-shifting witch of the Navajo <laughs> Nation. Or maybe... You know how, um, like, babies and young kids can see ghosts? Maybe older people can, can see through, like, magic stuff. Yeah. Well, old people can see their death. <laughs> wow. Okay. Didn't know that. We're going to have to get into that later. But their Ed's death. son, Tad, suggested that they keep it as a pet. And as soon as he said that, 
the wolf jumps toward the corral and latches on to what I now call Carl, the curious calf that had its head stuck out like, like an idiot. The wolf's like, oh, they're going to keep me as a pet. Now let me eat some of your cattle. I got free range. I'm so hungry. It happened so fast, like it jumped and did everything and grabbed the calf so fast that everyone was just like standing there paralyzed, like can't believe it happened that fast. And so the calf started screaming in pain, and, and Tom ran over and kicked as hard as he could, kicked the wolf in the ribs. Yeah. So wait, they were surprised that a wild animal mm-hmm. all of a sudden decided to eat one of their baby well, calves. Well, in one like quick leap, it just went and straight for the calf and grabbed the calf's head. It wasn't like trotted and then jumped and leaped. It was just like, boom, Oh, okay. all at once. They were very surprised that yeah, it was just like foot tall <laughs> on its fours wolf just yeah. jumped and ate a calf because imagine petting it and all of a sudden whoa, it's got the it's got carl the calf yeah in its grasp well it was going it was almost like they were saying uh oh, good wolf go ahead and take one we'll of my calves as a pet he uh he read the situation wrong i guess the wolf was like whoa i i could have swore you guys were talking why'd you hit me I, like, thought, I, I, I thought, thought we were good i thought you were inviting me <laughs> to have some of you some of your calves you know you were petting me you know, I'm all wet, drenched. I thought you were bringing now me you're, Now you're kicking me in the ribs. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. So, so at the same time, when Tom's kicking in the ribs, uh, Tom's dad, Ed, went and grabbed a baseball bat that he had uh, loaded, you know, in the truck and kept whacking the wolf in the same area, like on the back. And as Tom starts to kick it, he tells his son, Tad, to go get his Magnum. His Magnum condoms. He was about to show this wolf who's the alpha here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. All right. He meant, okay. he meant his gun, obviously. Uh, oh, okay. Magnum, his gun. So Tad ran into the truck and got the gun and gave it to Tom, obviously. He aimed and shot the wolf straight in the uh, the ribs. Oh, I thought you were going to say he shot him right in the kisser. <laughs> no, probably should have. <laughs> but he shot the wolf right in the ribs. And you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. Because it's a giant wolf. <laughs> well, there was like Probably no felt- yelp, no scream, no, no blood. There, It didn't do anything. It just kept on the calf's head. He's like, what is that, a mosquito? What's going on here, guys? He's like, oh, little mosquito bites. So he shot it two more times. And at the third shot, it finally let go of the calf. Obviously, the calf's head was like bleeding and just, you know, <laughs> it was really messed up. It was like, Carl. But <laughs> Carl, no, it wasn't. Why, uh, Carl? Why? And then Tom shot the calf for being so dumb. Uh, I'm joking, no. But it ran back to its mom and in pain, and they started bloody. Yeah. So after the wolf, after that, the wolf stood there about ten feet from them, no whimpering, no nothing. It just kept staring at Tom. Mm. Now, with it being so big, you think it would have killed it or? You know, it would have gotten hurt from the uh, Magnum shots, especially three yeah, straight to the ribs and everything. You would think it would have hit some type of vital organ or something. Yeah. So yeah. he brought up his gun again and shot it again near the heart. Okay. And this time it backed up maybe 30 feet, but still not hurt or anything. It just backed up and kept staring at him. And at this point, finally, well, I think they were freaked out the whole time, but there was nothing coming from this three times up to his chest wolf that just keeps staring at him. And so Tom told his son, Tad, who names their son Tad, by the way, but he told him to go get his 30 out. And that's a big bullet. Like that's a, that's going to bring something down. 
And so Tom has killed moose with that rifle from like 200 yards away, let alone what's going to do right in front of them. And moose are huge yeah. animals. Uh, he shot multiple, so he was like, he was shooting meese. Ha. Ah. <laughs> so... <laughs> We've all seen that uh, TikTok. So, you know, when he shoots him, this thing's going to do some damage. You know what I mean? Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put it down. Something's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. he pulled the trigger on this demon wolf or skinwalker, whatever you want to call it. And he heard the bullet hit the meat and bone. And the ed- exit wound took a huge chunk of meat off, as it should. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's shooting them with that uh, caliber from probably that close, right? Yeah, like 30, 40 feet away. That's not... That's not far. So. so after being shot with that freaking huge gun, it did recoil, but it still just stood there. And at this point, Tom knew he missed up. <laughs> he was freaked out and felt cold sweat go down uh, his back. And his wife, Ellen, started crying because, I mean, all this weird crap going around. I'd start to freak out, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I you like shot how, a giant wolf so many times it's just standing there. I like how at that point... That's what would not now not you're f- worried. Not the fact that the 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 wolf just jumped over the fence mm-hmm. and started eating its little. No, it didn't calf. jump over the fence. It jumped toward the fence and grabbed the calf's head through the. Okay, through but the still, fence. like that that didn't worry her. Which, by the way, why couldn't it just jump over the fence and eat? Yeah. It? But I guess that's part of the, like the mystery. And then he it. shoots it three times and it still walks away like nothing. Mm-hmm. That didn't worry her. Mm-hmm. But finally, he shot it. Was it multiple times or just one time? You shot it one time with 30 out. Okay. So it's a total of three, four shots to it already. Okay. So through all of that, now she finally feels, this is strange. We need to start freaking out now. (laughs) It wasn't enough that the wolf was a giant wolf coming up to us and Mm -hmm. our our, uh, old old man grandpa decided like to get (laughs) everybody involved. Let's go pet this thing. Uh, but no, 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 it, it happened after it was walking away and we shot at it Yes, and blew off a chunk of, uh, of meat. And so he raised, uh, the gun and shot it again with the 30 out. And this time, this time it just backed up and look at them one last time and it just started trotting away back where it came from. And Tom told them that he was going after it because why not? Why not go after this giant thing you shot? So him and his son grabbed the Magnum. Uh, again, not his condoms, the gun. And Tom, with the rifle, chased after her on foot. Like, uh, white people, man. What are you going to do? They started chasing this thing. Why? I don't know. I mean, if I shot a huge-ass wolf wolf thing with all that, I'd be like, good riddance. <laughs> like, go home. Get out of here. I wouldn't go chasing after it. If that's, I chased that's for it, dang sure. If I shot it, I would head that direction on the range. The opposite way, yeah. No, towards, so it, towards the wolf. Oh, because it ran that way. No, no, no. I would If it ran that way, then I would go that way. Then you would go that way. No, I would go to, towards the wolf. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Duh. Why, I mean, why wouldn't you stay safe with your wife and kids? No. <laughs> what? So What's the point of that? <laughs> what kind of life are you living? So he went after it chasing, thinking he's going to kill it. Maybe after the fourth, fifth, sixth shot would do it, you know? I don't know. So they go after it, and they start to gain on it a little. Because it's, it's moving through the dense trees. It can't run very fast. Luckily, the ground around there was wet. And as they go into the dense trees, they Ooh. lose sight of it. Mm-hmm. But they can see the footprints mark real well because it's all moist and Will, wet. Will well? They can see it well well. 
And Colin, being the skilled hunter that he is, can track the uh, the footprints real easily. Okay. And once they get close, uh, from breaking to the trees, they can hear the running water from the creek. And as he broke, Tad stopped and tried to listen for the wolf, but couldn't hear anything or see anything, especially a huge-ass wolf. Like, come on. And as the tracks got closer to the, to the creek, it looked like prints sunk deeper into the ground because it was, you know, getting closer to water and it sunk in even more. They kept getting closer to the creek, and then nothing. The tracks just disappeared. Tom didn't think it was possible for that thing to leap 60 feet from where they were at on the river across. Why? I don't know. But, I mean, 60 feet's quite a bit. So he sees a strangely, abnormally large wolf, mm-hmm. but then he questions the fact that this thing can jump over a little river. Yes. <laughs> After it leaped and bounded toward the, the cat. Makes sense. So, after that, mm-hmm. they just went home like they should have done when they when it ran off. Yeah. <clears throat> but I want to get in real quick what a skinwalker is. What do you know that a skinwalker? What do you know about um, kind of what it is or kind of the background to it? Well... I think what I know about skinwalkers are us. We're mammals. We uh-huh. have skin. Yes. And we walk. Yes. So if you didn't have skin, that would be the scary part, right? Yes. Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. So <laughs> skinwalker right. is actually the opposite of a medicine man. They get in oh. the Navajo culture. Okay. A medicine man, as you know, heal people. They perform cleanses and all that positive stuff for their community. Skinwalkers, which can be man or woman, doesn't have a preference. Okay. They don't know anything about shims or zams or anything, but... Equity and inclusion. Okay. They are the opposite, performing, quote, twisted ceremonies and manipulating magic in a perversion of the good works medicine people typically perform. Oh. Traditional healers uh, take years to learn their trade, like any good trade. You know, it takes years to master. Yeah. Sounds like witches and sorcerers, basically. Yeah, but they learn about the good and evil magic, and obviously some get corrupt. And they go out and do bad mm. things and become witches. Like the evil parts of Hogwarts. So that's something I learned, too, is, like, medicine men or women aren't evil. You know, like they depict in, like, movies or something, you know? Like, Sounds. they always depict medicine men or shamans or whatever as being kind of the bad guys. Okay. So the animals associated with uh, the witchcraft are tricksters like yourself. They are typically like coyotes and may include other creatures that usually are associated with death or bad omens, like ravens and all that kind of stuff. Okay. The wolf in Navajo culture has another name, and I'll be uh, probably going to butcher it, but it's called Maiko. Maiko? Maiko. M-A-I-C-O-H. Michael. Meaning Michael. Which. Oh, not Michael. Oh, okay. Witch. It I means thought it was witch. just the English version of Michael. They, uh, they're scared of the wolf, not because of its nature of it being an animal and like a predator. Okay. But because of the evil behavior of humans and that witches abuse a wolf's power to influence other people. Ooh, so interesting. In their culture, yeah, they're not so much scared of the wolf animal so much as. The, uh, the things behind it that the, the individual evil that might be controlling and manipulating yeah. the moves and the actions of this being this being you. a uh, trickster. Ooh, and this is all on Skinwalker. 
This is... I mean, on the range. This is... Well, that's a background to what a skinwalker kind of is and how you... Not so much how you become one, but kind of the basis, foundation of what a skinwalker is. Just an evil witch. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you on your seat, the edge of your seat. I'm at the edge of it. There's a lot more. So this will be part one. So make sure to come back next week for part two. Yes. Of Skinwalker Ranch. We're going to be right here. Hopefully next time it's going to be a little more sunny. I know it's a little overcast, like we said, but try to get the lighting as, as I, correct as we could. You know what? But I think it sets the mood, the oh. weather. Oh, it definitely. sets the mood for Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. uh, series that we're going to be doing. So Yeah. Uh, it's been really fun out here, going yeah. around with the, the cowboys and rustling up some grub. And yeah, Joseph loves the cowboys. I love cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, share, subscribe. Don't forget to hit uh, this bell. And uh, if you like it, just share it. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you find uh, podcasts. And we'll see you next week for another Far Out Conversation. This is the end.